what the Lord shared with me was is that we need to stand right now in the midst of our circumstances. We need to stand regardless of what's going on. And I'm going to read this morning a passage from Matthew chapter 28, verse 16 and 17. Now, I want, I want to give some context to what I'm about to read so that we can have some understanding of what was going on. The book of Matthew in the Bible was written by a guy named Matthew who was giving an account of Jesus' life. And he, he was one of the writers of a number of Gospels, the other ones, Mark, Luke, and John. And his account of Jesus' life was unique to his perspective into Jesus and where he was in relationship to Jesus. And the story that we're going to read is the point of Jesus' life that Matthew has accounted for all the way up to this last chapter in his book in the chapter of 28. He's accounted for Jesus' birth all the way to the beginning of Jesus' ministry at 30 years old, to the point of Jesus being murdered and hung on a cross at 33. And where we pick up in the story is Jesus has been resurrected, he's overcome death, and he shows up showing himself to some of his disciples. In fact, it says 11 disciples was what we're about to read. Now in this moment, I want us to also understand that Jesus has appeared to these disciples after his resurrection a couple of times already. And we see that as accounted in the other Gospels. And we pick up right here, and this is what Matthew says. He says, Then the eleven disciples, there used to be twelve, but one of them betrayed Jesus and ends up dying. Then the eleven disciples left for Galilee, going to the mountains where Jesus had told them to go. And when they saw him... It says that they worshipped him, but it goes on to say, but some of them doubted. I'm presenting to you the possibility that perhaps some of us right now are living in a space where there's a tremendous amount of doubt, but you have the opportunity to stand even though you don't know how things are going to turn out and to worship Jesus. That perhaps this morning what we're doing is, is we're taking a physical stand for the first time of many times that we need to take a stand this year in 2021. But what we're not doing is we're not laying down. We're not laying down to the past. We're not laying down to what was. But we are going to be firmly rooted as we worship and we wait. Today, we're going to talk about worshiping while we wait. You can be seated this morning. You can be seated in your, the comfort of your home or wherever you're watching from. Hopefully, you were not trying to stand with me if you were driving People say, Pastor, I listened to your message while I was commuting, and I would say to you, I would employ you, please, do not stand. Unless you want to park your car and get out. And Surely what was going on in the disciples' lives is they were faced with a lot of doubt. It says that they worshipped him, 
Some of them doubted. In fact, a lot of theologians, a lot of the commentary that you can read and, and that I read through in studying for this suggests that it wasn't just the 11 disciples that were present. In fact, the 11 disciples had definitely encountered Jesus multiple times before this, prior to him even going to the cross. They had seen the miracles that he had performed. They had been part of it. They had participated in his ministry. But they were, they were caught in this place of doubt. They were caught in this space of doubt. And maybe some of the people that were surrounding them, maybe it was the very first time that they had encountered Jesus and there was some lingering doubt. But I want to give a description of what doubt is today because doubt a lot of times is thought as a disqualifier of your faith. But really doubt is a space for you to exercise your faith within. Let me explain. This word means, this word doubt means wavering. To give you an idea, a picture of what wavering is, it's this, this means literally to hang in suspense as the scales of a balance are waiting to show themselves which side is going to win? Which, si which side is going to be weighted? That surely some of the disciples' faith was hanging in the balance. We, this is where we get the term, someone's life was hanging in the balance. Someone's future was hanging in the balance. What we're saying is, it doesn't mean the person's disqualified. It just means that we're all waiting, that there's a hesitation and a pause potentially because we're waiting to see which side of the scale is going to have the most weight. And they're struggling. They know who Jesus is. They just don't know how he's going to work. Can you relate? We can read who Jesus is, but we just don't know how he's going to work that some of us are probably dealing with a level of doubt, suspense, being hung in a moment. That maybe some things in your own life, you're experiencing doubt that are hanging in the balance. I think for sure this last year has given us some things that we maybe have some doubt in that we're all struggling to a certain degree, maybe just like the disciples. And I want you to know that this is as relevant today in 2021 as it was thousands of years ago when this text was written. It's as relevant today because the disciples were being hung up in the balance waiting. I see you, Jesus. I just don't know how you're gonna work right now in the moment. Because you were dead I saw you hanging. You, Jesus, hung in the balance for my life. And I just don't know where things are going to land. So much is hanging in the balance for us right now in society. This is as relevant today as ever. Dare I say that we are experiencing right now doubt in our political system. Doubt in our healthcare, our medicine. We're experiencing doubt in government, 
We're experiencing doubt in corporations. We're experiencing deep levels of doubt in, in the church. Sadly, we're experiencing doubt in humanity with each other. We're experiencing doubt that things are going to get better. And we are experiencing doubt in God. But doubt is not a disqualifier. It's a space for you to exercise your worship within. You ever heard the term, when in doubt? Doubt is a space that you may find yourself in. But you have an opportunity and a choice of what you're going to do in that space of doubt. Like any other space we can move in, that we can live in, you get to choose. What am I going to do while in doubt? I want you to know this morning that if you're experiencing any sort of doubt, that you're feeling like things in any part of your life are hanging in the balance, that you're hanging in suspense, that you're pausing and waiting, you're, you're waiting to see which side is going to have the greatest of influence. Can I just tell you that it's okay? Can I tell you that that's normal? Can I tell you that the disciples even experienced this hanging in the balance? But they decided to take a posture in the space of that doubt and that posture was worship. See, worship is a posture. This word worship, what it means to kneel, bow, to make low, to kiss the hand in reverence, to fall upon the knees and touch the ground with your forehead as an expression of profound reverence. All of those descriptors address our posture physically in the midst of doubt. This word worship means to give weight. That the word worship is worth-ship. You give weight to what you find worth in. What are you giving weight to today? What are you, what are you throwing your weight behind today? What are you helping throw the weight behind in the scales right now that are hanging in the balance and circumstances? This word means to adore. I love this description of worship being this physical posture that we take that places our forehead on the ground. And if, and, if, and if you can imagine with me, when my forehead is on the ground, my head is lower than my heart. Why is this important? Because I think worship postures us to allow heart's love to outweigh head's logic. We fight for understanding. We have to know exactly what's going on. Can I tell you something? I don't know what's going to happen in the future. People are like, Pastor, you got a word for 2021? I said, no, I don't. But I know what I'm going to do. 
Why everything hangs in the balance, but everything's hanging in the balance, pastor. You know, you got to give some direction. You got to lead us. Tell us where we're going to go. I said, I can't tell you where you're going to go. I'm just going to tell you what you're going to do. I can tell you what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to worship. I'm not going to understand before I know where I stand. I'm going to take the posture of placing my need. You know, humans, dire need to understand every single thing. I need to understand exactly what God, the disciples are like, I don't understand what Jesus is doing right now. But they made a decision. I'm going to take the posture of worship. I think they're giving us a beautiful blueprint for our lives to say, even when I don't understand, I know that I need to stand. Even though I don't understand, I know that I need to, to get my logic, my head below my heart. I love in Proverbs, it says, in 3, 5, it says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. That means love, passion, and emotion. Trust in the Lord with all of your love, passion, and emotion. It says, and do not depend on your own understanding, your own logic. Well, if I don't understand you, Jesus, if I don't understand, I, can't fa- I cannot understand God. He decided to throw his full weight behind humanity by sending his one and only son, Jesus Christ. I want to tell you something, and I'm just going to forewarn you. I don't want you to be offended by, by what I'm about to say, but I think when you hear me say it, you're going to fully understand, and you're going to agree, especially if you're a parent. I cannot think of anyone in my life that I would give my child's life for. I can't. I can't. I can't even fathom giving the life of my own child for someone else's life. I can't, I can't even bring myself to wrapping my brain around that. That, that, that. But too often, we say, we got to understand the fullness of God. No, we're never going to understand the fullness of God. In fact, what I'm saying, what I'm suggesting is that perhaps in the hanging place, In the midst of suspense, in the most mysterious moments in your entire life, the posture, just like the disciples over 2,000 years ago, the posture that we take is a posture of getting our logic submitted to and outweighed by our love. The disciples are like, well, we love Jesus. I just logically can't even understand what's happening. But I love him. And so their love determined their posture toward him. I don't understand where we're going. I'm just going to be transparent with you. This is the strangest time ever in my life to lead. It, it, I mean, I'm almost speechless at times. And my only answer that I have is, I can't resolve the tension of what's hanging in the balance, but I can offer you a solution in the meantime, and that is we should worship while we wait. Because Jesus, we just sang this, even when I don't see it, he's working. And you may not feel like it, but he's working. And I'm gonna worship him even while I wait. So worship 
is our posture, but now it's becoming our response. And Romans 12.1 says, And so dear... Brothers and sisters, I plead with you. I love this guy, Paul, who wrote this book. He's pleading with the Romans. And I, I think we could read this the same way. I want, I want you to hear Paul's voice pleading with you to do what he's about to say. I want you to, if, any, I, if you got to replace Paul with Pastor Pat, you just do what you have to do. I want you to hear Pastor Pat pleading with you that you do what this says. I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all that he has done for you. Let them be a, them, your, your bodies, your life, be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind that he will find acceptable. Hold on a second. Whoa. This, this just tells me that God finds my worship acceptable, not based on whether or not I fully understand or I fully believe. We, th- we think, oh, well, I, I can't. I'm disqualified from faith. I'm going to stop going to church. I'm going to disconnect from the relationships I have. I'm going to stop reading my Bible. I'm going to stop listening to that worship music when I'm driving. I'm just going to complain. I'm not going to pray. I don't want to talk to you about God. I'm going to totally disconnect. There is a huge percentage of society that was part of church in January of 2020 that is no longer because I believe they've been made to feel like their doubt has disqualified them from responding to God because God won't accept them in the midst of their doubt. And I'm suggesting that part of our worship is that we bring our doubts to the feet of the Father and say, I'm doubting right now. I'm caught in the space of the in-between. But while I'm in the in-between, I'm going to worship you because I'm going to worship while I wait. I don't see what you're doing, but I know what you've done. He says we should offer our bodies a living sacrifice, surrender ourselves. This word worship means to surrender, to submit, to lay ourselves down, prostrate. That's to like flat on your face, face down to the ground, to get as low as possible. The language of worship, the language of a worshiper says this, you can have everything. When you go up to pet a dog or you, you know, it's always funny, I, I don't own any dogs. But I know people that own dogs, and it's always fascinating to me to watch, like, the dominance come out. So you see, like, a little dog go up, and they're sniffing. They do the whole sniffing thing, which is just odd. Sniffing you. Sniffing each other. And then one of them submits and shows surrender and submission by doing what? Laying down and turning their back and their neck toward the other dog. It's, it's, it's a sign, and a, it's a posture and a response of vulnerability. What God is saying is, I would rather accept your vulnerability. I would rather accept you coming to me even when you're in doubt and responding to me even though you don't know how I'm working than for you to think that it is unacceptable for you to come to me because you don't have it all worked out. Jesus didn't die for the people that had it all worked out. He said, I didn't come to save those who were already righteous. He came for all of us who were broken, imperfect. If you don't have it figured out, I want to tell you something. If you don't have 2021 figured out, you are a prime candidate to be a lover of Jesus and worship him. You're a prime candidate for him to say, I'm accepting you right where you're at. In the midst of everything, I'm accepting you. 
because you have the ability to, to worship God based on what it is that he has done while you're waiting to see what he is doing. <laughs> okay, I'm going to make some statements. I can't promise you that our church is going to exist in the current state of America next year. I can't promise you anything. We need to deal with the reality of these things. But do you know what I can do? I cannot worry about that. Because ultimately, I can have my worry be worship, because that's what I throw my weight behind. Or I can worship, Je listen, we're going to worship Jesus no matter what. Thank you. Thank you for all of you who show up and serve here physically. Thank you for everyone who shows up and spends time with our kids, helping them to do what? Become worshipers. Thank you for, for those of you who are actively, you're, you're being and becoming worshipers, supporting what it is that God's doing through our little family by giving financially, by giving of your time. Thank you to the people who are standing outside the building and saying, welcome, we love to see your face. Thank you to the, to the ministry leaders that are on our online campus right now who are chatting with people that are saying, we want you to jump into our virtual courtyard, not because of some trick, not because it's some fancy thing, but because we know that deep inside, you are desperate for connection. And if this is the connection point, we are willing to do whatever it takes to connect with you and let you know that you matter and that we want your life to be a life of a worshiper. I don't know how things are gonna turn out, but I know what I'm gonna be doing. I'm going to worship while I wait. There is nothing negative that can come out of worship. Flat out. I can think of a lot of other strategies. Well, that's a, Pat, that's a, that's a, that's a weird strategy. Well, let me tell you something. There's a lot of strategies that could go either way. But worshiping God in the midst of doubt, in the space of the in-between, is not a bad choice. Why? It can never go wrong. You can never go wrong by submitting your logic to the love of God. You can never go wrong by posturing yourself before him in that manner. You can never go wrong by worshiping him for what he's done until you understand what he's doing. You can never go wrong for worshiping him while you wait. That, that is the mandate. That is the call. That is the mission that I see on every one of your lives is that you would walk more into an understanding of being a worshiper of God this year. That our church would be, would be marked and known because we're choosing to worship in the midst of the unknown. Well, there's doubt. Doubt is like a big empty field of opportunity for us to run wild in worship in. 
So when you say, there's the, I just say how much, because now I'm measuring how much space I have to worship. Well, there's like acres. I'm like, good, I got acres to run. I got acres to submit. I get a, but you know what? Now that's, that's acres for God to work in. I'll be honest with you. I'd rather have acres of doubt than a square foot. Because the, the bigger the expanse, the more opportunity for God to move. So I'm like, thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you that we're hanging in the balance. I just named about seven opportunities that God can move in. We can just, we can just sit back and go, we're going to worship while we wait. We said, look at Jesus go. Look at him. Look at, you know, he's just a way, he makes way. He's a way maker. He's a miracle worker. I don't see it, but he's moving, he's working. I don't feel it, I don't understand it. But my response is gonna be, you can have everything. You can have it all. You can even have my doubt. I'm gonna have the band come out here. John 4.23. The band's going to start playing. Here's what I want you to know. I'm not a pastor. I'm a chief worshiper. I don't want to make pastors. I want to make worshipers. Jesus didn't wait for the disciples to get their stuff together, even though they were experiencing doubt while they worshiped. In fact, in the very next line, he says, hey, based on the authority that's been given to me, I'm giving it to you. And he gives what the the greatest commission ever given to humanity. He tells the disciples, go and make disciples. Go make other worshipers. I am a chief worshiper. My goal is that we worship no matter what. And that when we bring our worship into spaces called doubt, did you know that whatever activity you perform in a space influences that environment? So what better activity for us to perform in the midst of everything hanging in the balance but to actually respond and take a posture of worship while we wait. And I don't see it, but I know he's working. In John 4, 23, it says, but the time is coming. I love John because he's like, but the time is coming. He stops himself and he's like, no. Indeed, it's here now. I am employing you that you don't hesitate and wait to respond in the midst of doubt for another time. That it's a right now thing. That we would respond right now. That the time is coming. No, that it's right now. 
when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. The Father is looking for those who will worship Him in that way. There are two people that God is looking for right now. He's, he's scanning all of humanity for. There's two of them. And th- this, is, this is the gospel of Jesus broke down quite simply. This is the mission of who, what we're about broke down quite simply. The Father is looking for the worshipers and He's looking for the lost. He's looking for the worshipers that are going to worship while we wait. The time is now. And while we worship, we begin to influence the in-between. And when those who were lost see us worshiping and they say, that's not logical. I don't understand. Why would they place their logic below their, their, their love? That doesn't make any sense to me. They start getting impacted by the worshipers. And guess what happens? We begin seeing other worshipers built up, grown up, Give their lives to Jesus. Lay themselves down. Turn their necks toward Him and say, I will be made vulnerable before you because I am going to worship you. Even when I don't see it, I know that you're working. Come on. Even when I don't feel it, I know that you're working. Stand with me this morning. Stand with me in your homes. Stand with me in your workplaces. I don't care if you're in your cubicle right now. Take your headphones off. Turn the music up. I want you to release worship in the midst of your doubts. Because even if I don't see it, you're working here this morning. Let's sing this. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. Never stop. Come on. Let's declare this. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working. You never stop. Come on. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. You never stop. You never stop working, you never stop. Let's sing this again. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when 
God, that is who you are. My doubt cannot change you. My circumstances cannot change you. What I feel cannot change you. Whether I can see or not will not change you. So God, what we will do today is we will say, we are gonna worship while we wait. We are gonna worship while things are hanging in the balance. We are gonna worship in the in-between. We are gonna worship knowing what you've done until we see what you're doing. Lord, we throw our weight behind you as worshipers. We throw our weight behind you as worshipers here this morning. What is it that you're throwing your weight behind here this morning? I want you to ask, I want you to take time this week and ask God this. God, I want you to show me clearly, what am I throwing my weight behind right now? What am I giving worth to right now? Whatever you throw the most weight behind is what you worship the most. What are, what are, ask, and say, God, I need clarity. Search my heart and tell me, what is it right now that I'm throwing my weight behind right now? Have him show you, in addition to that, where it is that things are hanging in the balance for you. Where, where is it you're experiencing this doubt? I want you to see it as an opportunity right now. See it as an opportunity not to be disqualified, but for you to be determined and intentional about worshiping him no matter what. And then I want you to do something. One thing, you can do anything one time. I say this all the time, you can do anything one time. If you gotta do a hundred things that are hard, I want you to tell yourself one at a time. I can do anything one time. Just do that a hundred times. You can do anything one time. This one's an easy one. Write one thing that's hanging in the balance right now. I don't want you to just ask God to give you clarity for it. I want you to write it down. Then I want you to take it and physically slide it across the table and submit it. If you have to, I want you to lay it on the ground. I want you to put your forehead on it. I want you to get your heart above your, above your head. I want you to get the love and your response to God over your logic. I don't understand, God, what's going on as these things hang in the balance, but I do know that I can worship while I wait. So Father, we thank you that we have been given such a massive opportunity to worship you, to release worship, to be worshipers that say you can have everything. Even while we're in the in-between, as things hang in the balance. We are gonna worship you while we wait. If you need prayer this morning, you have an opportunity right now. If you're on an online campus, you can jump into the chat. Anyone, anyone of our online campus moderators would love to spend some time praying with you. They can take you offline to do that. Jump into our virtual courtyard. If you need prayer and you're here, let us know. God, we thank you for what it is that you're going to do before we even see it. Thank you for where we've come from. Thank you for what you've done. And we're going to worship you while we wait. In Jesus' powerful name, everyone said amen and amen.